Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle, rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Welcome to Go Green Radio. I am so glad that you could join us today. We have got a very unique show for you today because we're introducing something brand new, something really revolutionary that I think that you, our listeners, are going to find incredibly helpful in your quest to live a green lifestyle. You know, so many of us want to live a green lifestyle, but... Oh my goodness, where do we start? There's so many websites out there. There's so many uh, different pieces of information that we could kind of put together in a puzzle of, of different pieces of information. But our guest today has created what I love, which is a one-stop shopping opportunity for those of us who want to live a greener lifestyle. Her name is Susan Hunt Stevens, and she is the founder and CEO of Practically Green, and you can find them at practicallygreen.com. Susan, welcome to Go Green Radio. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me today. Well, we're glad to have you, and I want you to start us off by giving us sort of the elevator pitch uh, that will make all of our listeners want to hop on your website and follow along with us right now as we talk with you. Well, sure. The two words are a fun and easy. Uh, I think when words you don't often hear in a green lifestyle journey, <laughs> uh, fun and easy tools that help you make healthy green changes in your life. And when we say tools, there's a whole variety of them, but one of the most fun tools is the personal assessment. And it's like a little quiz where you answer questions about how much energy you use and water, things that you do that expose yourself to chemicals or toxins and additives, and then how you think about your stuff in the Annie Leonard story of stuff definition, but how much do you reduce, reuse, recycle, and do you make consumption decisions thinking about rapidly renewable materials, uh, waste, etc.? Let's pretend that I am the average everyday American who's busy, who's, uh, you know, working, and I come home at 5 or 6 and I'm pooped at the end of the day. What's going to make me want to go on your website and take that quiz? What's my motivation? In general, we find people can't answer the question, how am I doing? Where am I? Am I just getting started, barely green? Am I kind of in the middle, what we call fairly green? Am I really down the path, and if you are really down the path, a lot of times you have a question, you know, what should I do next, and have I done everything, and I think we provide over 400 different actions that you could potentially take, some of which are really easy to do, and that's what we hear over and over, if I discovered something that I can do that is easy to implement, that has a benefit, and I can feel really good about it. And I didn't have to spend hours and hours and hours searching Google to try and find eight different articles that could explain it to me. It's just a really easy way to figure out 
what change to make today. And if you're not ready to make it today, you can add it to your personal plan and save it for next week or next month. I think the other aspect is that we use social networks and social media to help you find what it is that other people like you are doing, your friends, your neighbors, or other folks on Practically Green. Because going green is often really invisible, unless it's a Prius or solar panels. Um, You know, it's often in your walls. And nobody walks into your house and goes, oh, nice R40, you know, when you've done all this extra work. (laughs) And if you're thinking about a home energy management system, you don't know which one of your friends has one. And by using Practically Green, we expose and bring visibility to the things that your your friends and your neighbors and your networks are doing. And that can also make the process much faster and much easier and, frankly, less risky because you know who to speak to who can be your friend slash expert. Right. Now, I'm hoping that every one of our listeners who's on their computer right now listening to us on Voice America will open up a new tab in their web browser and go to practicallygreen.com and follow along with us. One of the first things they're going to see is a button called Take the Quiz. Talk to us more about what our listeners can expect if they click on that button. What happens? Sure. We ask a series of questions. Um, It takes the average person somewhere around five to seven minutes to take the quiz. And you don't have to pull out your bills. You don't have to do anything. These are questions that you're going to know. And you're going to tell us a little about your home. You're going to tell us a little about um, green things that you're already doing. And we use the quiz to help you figure out where are you in this, this journey. And so you get a score at the end of it that's either a level one, barely green, all the way up to um, level nine, because we're from Boston, is wicked green, and level 10 is superbly green. But again, we don't believe in that there is such a thing as perfectly green. And so what we are trying to give people is a sense of have they you know, just gotten started? Are they really doing some things already, but they've got kind of a long way to go to, to really get deep into a green, healthy lifestyle? Or are they deep into a green, healthy lifestyle? And what everyone who's an 8, 9, or 10 in our system will tell you is even though they're an 8, 9, or 10, there's still so much more they can do. And that's what we hope is it sort of, to some extent, once you figure out where you are, it's where you want to go next. And really the rest of the system is designed to help you make those decisions. Well, and let's talk about what happens next. So you take the quiz, you get your score. Uh, then what happens? Do you get sort of a personalized list of here are some things you might consider? I mean, what what besides your score is the the takeaway from that quiz? Sure. So once you get your score, we then do encourage you to register. And once you register, you do have a personal profile and a really smart set of recommendations based on what you already told us of things that you could consider doing next. And so we provide a list of um, up to, there's actually 40 actions that are recommended on the, the dashboard today of your own personal dashboard. So you can see your progress. You can see the points that you've earned. You can actually see badges and medals that you may have earned. So you may find out, hey, I already have a gold medal in water. That's great. Or you may have earned, we have a healthy green lunch badge. So if you're reducing waste or associated with your lunch and making healthier um, organic and all-natural food decisions, you might have earned your healthy lunch badge. And then you can see all the different actions that are being recommended for you to take next. And it, that list is great because we use what you told us to, and where you are in the journey and if you connected through Facebook what your friends are doing to make those recommendations. So those recommendations are pretty um, personalized. But you also can go on to, there's an action tab, and you can search across the database um, or browse. We have categories like green cleaning and green your mail and reduce water, food energy, cleaning, et cetera. 
and you can find different actions. And we find our users say they, can, they love just reading each of the different pages because it kind of summarizes really quickly why something's green, how to do it, um, products and services that are truly green uh, because greenwashing is something that really affects so many people as they're trying to make decisions and just sort of sitting there and saying, okay, which one is actually green? And then, of course, we let users rate products so that it can be good because just because something's green doesn't always mean it works. And being able to collect right. wisdom from people who are making these changes and share that we think is really valuable. And, and using those pages, we hope you commit to things right away or start to put together a, an action plan for yourself. And those are your choices on each of the actions. You can add it to your plan or you can commit to do it. Or if for whatever reason something doesn't apply to you and we didn't figure it out from the original quiz, you can say, you know what, this doesn't apply to me for whatever reason. Um, we had somebody in the other day who uh, didn't have any hair, and so shampoo was obviously an action that doesn't apply to him. So he put mm -hmm. does not apply into the system. <laughs> well, and that's what's really great about this. Is it really is tailor-made, very personalized um, for each individual, which is great. Now, let's talk some more about how you've integrated social media with the quiz and what your online community is like. I mean, people join online networks, Facebook and Twitter and what have you, because it's fun. What's fun about being part of the Practically Green Network? Well, we think it's fun because you can compare and share. And we know that everybody has a competitive streak and likes to see how they're doing versus their friends. And they also do like celebrating their friends' achievements. And so this is a way to, in many ways, bring two worlds together, your, your Facebook world and your green life and what you're doing in your green life, and to bring for those of your friends who are also on Practically Green and making these changes to be able to see what it is that they're doing, because we think that's how you are going to get motivated and inspired. And it's fun to see, hey, my friend just got this achievement. They just got their natural baby badge. That's wonderful, and you may want to celebrate and congratulate them. You may also see that by doing that, they're now 40 points ahead of you, and you may say, okay, I'm going to do something else. And so we see that people use it to share, they use it to collaborate, and they definitely do like the idea of competing. <laughs> that's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and, and, you no. know, it's competing for something that matters. And I think that's what we hear over and over is that, yes, it's fun, and yes, it's easy, and yes, it saves time, but also it's doing something using some of these game techniques um, and game elements like the leaderboards and the badges that has a real-life impact. And it feels good to do something fun, but you also know is making a difference. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people, I mean, will will find value in that. I mean, um, that's one of the things that even with my nonprofit organization, the Go Green Initiative, you know, a lot of schools that have gotten involved with that program have loved the fact that we can measure environmental impact. So even if they're only recycling paper, they're part of a network of, of other schools who might be recycling other things or conserving water or energy, um, and together they see the environmental impact. You know, yeah. And I think that that's really motivating when you feel like, wow, I'm part of a collaborative that is got the potential to change the world. That's exciting. Yeah, now, gonna... and, and that you, you know, there, I think we hear often in the research that you make all these changes and you expect, you know, to see something or feel something, but sometimes you just don't because it is, a have, you do have to sort of take it on faith that when you are, you know, switching to a reusable bag and everybody else is switching to a reusable bag, that that is going to drive down demand for petroleum. That is going to drive down waste. You, but you don't necessarily always feel it and see it in your life. And by being able to 
as we say, get sort of digital achievements and pats on the back and kudos, you know, if, if nothing else, you're saying, hey, okay, I am doing something and it feels good to have that acknowledged um, by someone else. And, you know, some people really love just knowing, hey, you know, somebody out there is, is thanking me. And then if you're there with your friends, hopefully your friends are also saying, hey, nice job too. Yeah, high five on that one. That's that's really important. And I think you're answering two really fundamental, albeit kind of crude questions, but they're real questions that people have. And the first one is, what's in it for me? And a lot of folks in the green industry have been answering that question by saying, well, you can save money and you know, you can, you know, uh, use less and blah, 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 blah. But there's also another question that people ask sometimes, and that's, so what? If I do all this stuff, so what? If I'm the only one doing it, does it really matter? And you are helping to create a community where you can see that you're not alone, and there is the answer, so what? There, you, you can see the, the results of your work. And I think that's really, really important. Now, I, think so I know too. that you're in startup mode. I think the mode. other thing that's big in our system sure. is health. And one of the things that I think people, especially early in the green movement, didn't necessarily understand is how important understanding the connection between environmental health and families and quality of life and community is to people. And I think, in particular, we have a lot of moms who use our system who don't had they known that the shampoos had toxins and parabens and other things in them, wouldn't be using them. They just didn't know. If they knew how much pesticides were on those strawberries, they would choose strawberries that didn't have as many pesticides. And a lot of this is an awakening for people about sort of this whole aspect of the green movement that's around environmental health. And health is something where I think people can see shorter-term benefits. And so and as, as one of our moms said the other day, she said, you know, what's interesting is I really started out trying to make these changes for the health of my own family, but I realized I can't do this in a bubble. And mm -hmm. that yeah. now that I've made these changes for my family, I have to make them at the school because it doesn't do any good to not have pesticides on my lawn if the lawn at the school has pesticides. And they start to see the connection between their personal decisions mm -hmm. and the broader impact. And I well, think practically green helps I mean, with the that. wind blows and the water flows. And so if we're really going to protect our children and their friends and our community, we can't just be hyper-focused on just our own lawn, although that is absolutely where it starts. But you're correct. We've got to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with much more from Susan Hunt-Stevens, the founder and president of PracticallyGreen.com. You can check it out as you listen to this commercial break. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Tolvanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Tolvanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. 
Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. I've got to give a big shout out to all my tweets. You guys are awesome. I love it when you listen in and I love the comments that you make. I'm getting tons of direct messages right now. I think you guys are really loving the show. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at, at Jill Buck, J-I-L-L-B-U-C-K. Send me a shout out. Talk about the show. This is awesome. We can also get together on our Go Green face space. If you go to my website, gogreeninitiative.org, it's kind of like my fourth baby. I've got three kids and a fourth baby. That's the Go Green Initiative. You can click on our Facebook button and join us and join in the discussion about this show and so many other topics that we're covering in our Go Green face space. Well, we are back with Susan Hunt Stevens. She is the CEO of PracticallyGreen.com, and I am loving what she's saying. I think she's kind of pouring out the sentiment of so many moms in not just the U.S., but around the world as I travel around. In fact, I'm going to China in a couple weeks weeks to talk with some folks there and and I meet moms in China as well who talk about this very same thing. I want to protect my children's health and I'm realizing that there are environmental pollutants, environmental toxins out there, some of which I can control, some of which I cannot um, that are affecting my children's health and the ones that I can control, the ones I choose to bring into my house or not are the ones I want to know about and Susan has put together a great resource to help us do exactly that. You know, Susan, you've got a very impressive bio and I'd love for you to talk about the methodology behind your assessment tool and give us some reasons why people can really trust in the assessment tool that you have put together as they are looking for an accurate gauge of their quote-unquote greenness. Well sure, first of all um, I finished the graduate program at one of the oldest sustainable design programs in the country at the Boston Architectural College. And as part of that program, we took a whole course on the LEED system. 
for green building, which motivated and inspired developers to make green changes to buildings. And one of the working titles that I gave Practically Green was Lead for Daily Life, um, because it really is modeled after the framework that they used where they took green actions and assigned points that were based on impact to the different actions across the different categories. And so what we did is very similar. We took the green actions that consumers could take and we looked at the impact. Um, in the case of energy, how much energy would it reduce? In the case of water, how much water would it reduce? In the case of health, we looked at chemicals and toxins, in some cases antibiotics and health effects would it reduce. And in the case of stuff, it would be either resources, so it saves trees, saves oil, or um, uh, gas emission, greenhouse gas emissions, or reduces waste. And Literally for every action in the background, um, we have what the actual impact is, but we just translate it into points because I feel like trying to explain greenhouse gas emissions in kilowatt hours and waste tonnage makes most people's eyes glaze over, roll back in their head and go, okay, I can't get my head around this. And points, we all understand. <laughs> so we <laughs> basically took the impact data and translated it into a point scheme. Um, now, we wanted to include actions in the system that are hard to measure but, are, but, but have an influential impact or have an impact but in and of themselves when you just do it yourself, it doesn't necessarily have a big impact. It's when a collective group gets together and does it. So for those, we have what I, we call our five and ten point categories. And so we look at those. And so if you see an item on the site that has a five or a ten point, it means that it will have potentially an influential impact or it will have a small impact, but collectively it ends up having a big impact. I think one of the um, biggest decisions we had to make as a company is um, what's our feeling about the precautionary principle? And for those listeners who aren't familiar, it's this idea of do you look for science to absolutely rule out that there's a problem? Or when science is suggesting there might be a problem, do you include it until it's ruled out? And so we've adopted the precautionary principle for especially in our health actions where if something has been researched and in any way, shape, or form been restricted or banned anywhere around the world or regulated or governed, we will let people know that. We won't necessarily put a lot of points around it if the science isn't clear. We'll put it down in a 5 or 10, but we'll let people know what science there is, what science there isn't, and let them make an informed choice for themselves, um, recognizing that everybody has a different standard for how much they want to expose themselves or their families to something or not. And, you know, it's been interesting because when we first got started, you know, I would say BPA was one of those things that was considered um, controversial and concerning. And, you know, I, I understand completely the FDA still has not decided it's controversial and con uh, concerning. But every day you watch the research start to come out more and more and more about what BPA is doing. And just this week there was something around infants that are exposed to lots of BPA, you know, and we just want to be able to look back and say, you know what, we at least included it at the beginning as something to pay attention to, and then as the science becomes more and more conclusive, we may move it up in the points ranking. But it is, we have a team of environmental um, uh, health scientists, environmental health journalists. Um, it is based on science, but we make it easy and digestible for consumers on the front end. Well, and I think that's really bold because, um, you know, you could make some not 
enemies, but you could make some waves with some of the big corporations who produce some of the products that you're talking about, even ahead of FDA recommendations and, mm-hmm. um, and findings, which we know are sometimes lagging years behind what scientists and, and doctors would be recommending. I mean, that's, that's not going to be necessarily the path of least resistance for you. And I think that's admirable. I mean, I think it's really bold. Yeah, um, this, is, this whole business is not the path of least resistance, that's for sure. <laughs> so, Good. Uh, you know, but I said I put my mom hat on, and I say, as a mom, what I want to know what people are concerned about, because I still remember I have a son with very serious food and environmental allergies, and in the process of trying to keep him healthy, I had to start reading a lot of labels, and that's what got me back in 2006 starting to read much more into the things that were coming out. Um, about everything from food dyes to high fructose corn syrups and things like that. And, you know, my, my position was I just want to know. And that doesn't mean I'm going to stop consuming high fructose corn syrup. It just means I want to know what the concerns are. I want to know how it's manufactured so I can make a choice being informed as opposed to, oh, my goodness, I had no idea that was bad for him, which is, I think, how I felt the first time I read about things like PFOA, which is what you use in nonstick cookware. You know, um, I just had no clue that people who had birds couldn't use it because it, the off-gassing hurt birds, you know, let alone right. what it's potentially doing to people. So. It's, it's that idea of inform and let people make their own decisions. Well, and, and I think that's a terrific approach. I mean, I, I have seen a lot of uh, kind of negative impacts of mommy bloggers and some others out there who have kind of sacrificed their reputation to kind of be bought off by brands. I mean, there are, there are some stories out there of those who are involved in the social media space who have um, used their leverage to promote brands, not necessarily because they were the healthiest choice, but because they were the ones that paid them to talk about them on their you know, Twitter feed or their Facebook page and what have you. Yeah. How are you ensuring that you keep your reputation clean? Yeah, it's, I mean, it is a challenge for anyone who's trying to do something um, that is a business uh, as opposed to um, a not-for-profit and that is, that is funded by donors. And not to say that not-for-profits don't have their own challenges on these issues when it comes to donors and things like that. So what we decided to do, um, and this really got into our recommended products and services categories, um, one of the values that our moms that we pulled together into a group called the Motherboard is said, please help us figure out what is green and what isn't green because we can't figure it out. And no wonder, there's 88 different certification systems here in the U.S., 300 globally that a consumer could be exposed to right now in these categories. You've seen the TerraChoice um, study that 95% of products that make green claims are overstating the claims and committing one of the sins of greenwashing. Mm-hmm. And, and there isn't, this is an art, not a science, to say what's green because it, it really does depend on what standard you set for those certifications. So what we said we would do, and if you go on our site, you can click on our product guidelines, is buy different categories. We would say which certification systems that we would include and which research include, and we would hold companies that um, our consumers actually recommend products to us, and then we look at those recommended product guidelines and decide whether to include something on the site or not based on whether it meets those guidelines. And um, once it's on the site, then our consumers can buy it. There's a button next to it that says buy, and it goes to Amazon, and we get a little, um, you know, percentage of that. Um, 
if it's a service um, in some of the categories, like an energy audit, you can find a contractor in area. We make a little bit of money off of that. And then for our, but we make it so no company can basically buy their way onto the list past the standards. Once a company is on the list, we do accept a sponsorship at the category level, and we have sponsors who do have green products and services, but we won't take sponsorships from companies that don't have a product on the list. And that has put us in the early stages in some pickles of conversations where somebody wants to sponsor us and give us a lot of money, and um, they don't have a product on the list. And, you know, at least for me, it's a very clear guideline. I'm like, if you've got a product on it, then we can talk. If you don't, then we can't. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like having that level of transparency in that conversation from day one in the company was really, really important. Um, You know, and that would, in the end, make it so our our users um, could at least understand what it was we were doing to um, stay in business and um, hopefully share their thoughts. Um, And, you know, we really look to our users for guidance on these things. And so far we've, um, you know, we've been very pleased and um, have really embraced the feedback that we've gotten from folks. And our consumers tell us, they tell us which companies they want to be a category sponsor. And, you know, they, you know they'll say, hey, we think this company is great. What we've learned in the process is no company is perfect. There is not a perfect company out there. And not every product from even the best companies is is meets the standards. Um, and so we do have to go product by product. But, um, you know, at least so far, I think we're providing value for people in this and that the science is sound and our policies are super clear and transparent. And, um, and we've made it so that we, we, we know that the people who are our sponsors are people who have truly green products and services. Well, and I think that that's that's the most important thing. I mean, having your client or customers or, you know, your, your network's trust is the most important thing that you have to protect. I mean, yes. you, will, you will make money. I believe that truly uh, ethical and green companies will prevail in the 21st century. I do believe that will happen. Um, and, and making sure that your customers trust you is the most important thing you could possibly establish right at the giddy-up, and you've done that. We've got to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, folks, we'll have much more with Susan Hunt-Stevens, CEO of PracticallyGreen.com. Check it out while you listen to this quick commercial break. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Tolvanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Tolvanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Tolvanta Energy, visit us today at www.tolvantaenergy.com. 
Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. Today's show is really revolutionary. I've never had a guest on with a service like what we're talking about. We're talking with Susan Hunt-Stevens. She's the CEO of a brand new company in startup mode, and I'm really excited about what they're doing. It's called practicallygreen.com if you're just joining us. Uh, don't close this tab in your web browser. Keep listening to us on voiceamerica.com. But if you want to, open up a new tab in your web browser and check out her site, practicallygreen.com. And there you're going to find a new service that's going to help you assess just how green your lifestyle is and she has a quiz that you can take, and the end result of that quiz is some really great tailor-made personalized tips for you based on the information you give her in the quiz that will help you go even further. If you want to take some new actions, this quiz and this service will help you create a tailor-made action plan to become even greener. And I love it. It's a free service. I want you to check it out. Susan, I'm so glad that you could join us on Go Green Radio today. Oh, it's great to be here. You know, I think one of the things that I noticed on your website that speaks volumes about the quality and the credentials of your organization is the quality and credentials of your advisory board. I'd love for you to talk about some of the people that you've attracted to your organization and how their perspective and their unique backgrounds lend credibility to your company. Sure. I have been really blessed in this journey to just meet some amazing people who have helped me bring this to life. And, you know, first and foremost, that's my team. And we've got folks who have spent years in digital media developing websites that people love to use, and that's critical. Um, but we also have folks who have amazing street cred in the environmental health and um, environmental science movement. And so, for example... My editorial director, Alexandra Zizou, was, uh, most recently wrote the book Planet Home with Jeffrey Hollander, co-founder of Seventh Generation, and Jeffrey Hollander's on our advisory board. And so my editorial director, 
you know, has been an environmental health journalist for years um, and writes books for consumers about how to live greener lives, but she's partnered with one of my advisors, um, Jeffrey and Sheila Hollander, you know, who, who founded probably one of the most respected companies in the eco-friendly uh, cleaning and home products space. And one of my other advisors who's just been amazing is Stephen McDonald, who was the founder of Applegate Farms, one of the largest um, all, and first all-natural and organic meat companies. And what perspectives um, they have brought into the company is, is really um, to be thinking holistically about this business to be really pushing to know, you know, what is it that we want people to be like five years after using Practically Green? You know, what's the vision for what problem we're solving? But also how do we really inspire and motivate people to not only take these action steps in their personal life, but to really be thinking holistically about systemic change and how they can be part of systemic change and how we as a company stay and develop a true, trusted, authentic brand, um, which in, in the case of both Stephen and Jeffrey and Sheila, they've all done. And so they're, they're wonderfully um, motivating, inspiring. And then we've got Andrew Winston, who is a sustainability expert on the business side and helps and advises companies that are trying to embrace sustainability as a business strategy. And so that not only helps us in terms of how we're thinking about it, but also um, we have companies that come to us and ask us to use Practically Green to motivate and inspire their employees to make green changes. And, you know, he's been really insightful about um, that market and whether that's a business that we, we want to embrace and how to embrace it and how it's different in many ways than the consumer side of the business. And so... You know, it, and then we've got amazing folks who've been in media like Dominique Browning and Seth Bauer. And, and you know, it just it's uh, I just feel blessed each and every day um, that these folks really see that what we're trying to do is provide tools that help people change their life and to change their life to be healthier and greener, um, which is different. And I think this the system and the framework is different than what it sounds like you've had to go through and what I've had to go through, which was kind of muddling through the content because there's so much of it out there um, to figure out the content that helped you make the decision and that if we can make the process faster and easier and, and more fun for folks, um, hopefully it will motivate and inspire more people to take the journey and share the journey with others. Well, you know, one of the things I find so interesting is that, you know, you're going to have this amazing database of information. By the time, you know, more and more people get involved in Practically Green and join the community, take the quiz, you are going to have quite a database on your hands. And the question is, you know, I mean, I can tell you from my own experience with the Go Green Initiative, we've been collecting data from our schools on things like how much they've recycled, how much waste they've cut out of their operations. And we're able to take that database and use that to actually help regional, um, you know, recycling programs, We've been able to say, hey, there's there's not an opportunity for, you know, schools that are, you know, rural in this part of the country to recycle paper. What can we do about that? And we've actually been able to create some systems that did not exist previously. How do you plan on using all the data that you're collecting through the quiz? Yeah, I think one of the things that is really critical for folks to understand is just how those seriously we take privacy and personal privacy around data. All of us have been in companies where we know that you just cannot break that trust, um, that, that this, we're going to keep it private. And so the first thing, honestly, is we don't plan to do anything with personally identifiable information um, other than help 
make good choices for you and put things in front of you that are going to help help the user. We use the data to provide the recommendations for each person, but other than that, in the aggregate, what we this month, for example, it's kind of fun. On our blog, we are we took the 30 actions that are on people's action plans to do this year um, that are the most popular. And we're doing a blog post each and every day about what's on those action plans. And these are thousands of action plans. And, and we know what are the things that people want to do this year on Practically Green. So let's find somebody who's already done it and share their story so that it can help people who have this on their plan maybe decide that today they're going to get it done because they saw a story or they heard about it or things like that. So it's been, it's been a fun thing to use the data about people what people want to do to help the others do it. Um, we also do have the impact data, and we haven't surfaced it to date, um, but we are going to be doing a release at the end of the month where um, in groups that are going green, so with friends and things like that, people can see their cumulative impact. And I think that's going to be really interesting data, just you know, how much are people improving, how many trees are they saving, how many gallons of water, et cetera, when they're using Practically Green. I think some of that impact data could be really interesting. The third place that I hope is I have heard over and over from people who are um, specialists in this world around sustainability and green is that um, companies that were trying to develop green products and services for consumers kept going out of business, whether it's the green dry cleaner on the corner or the small business that was trying to do something. And... um, and they couldn't, so that they, companies aren't convinced, quote unquote, the consumer demand is there and what it's there for. And what I think is, is that in fact, our data may be able to help quantify for people consumer trends. Just how, what is it that people are wanting to do? How are they wanting to do it? How many people are wanting to do it? So companies can better match what it is that they're developing and innovating and how they're pricing and what they're doing to meet the demand that's coming from consumers and know, you know, when it's something they're not going to be interested in versus when it is something they're going to be interested in um, and, that, and how many are interested in where. Maybe it's more of a regional thing. And I think that might be the trend data may be interesting for people who are trying to develop green products and services. I think that's fascinating. How very, very useful. Gosh, that's I that's so, because I don't, I don't buy that consumers don't want to do this. I mean, I have tens of thousands of people who are. I think it's complicated. Uh, we heard a story. We had some usability sessions on Tuesday. A woman walked in to Whole Foods to the personal care aisle to do an all-natural sunscreen and got so overwhelmed she walked out. So there's a woman who wants to switch to sunscreen, but she finds the buying process way too confusing. And she had never used Practical Green before. She went on to our sunscreen action, and she, she literally said, oh, my God, this is exactly what I needed. Now I'm going to take this, and I'm going to go in, and I'm going to look at the three that are on here and what people say, and I'm going to pick from them. Because oh, we're, we're breaking it down for folks, and we're telling them what they think. Because it, it, it is daunting. And, I mean, when I started this process, it literally, you think, every decision through a new set of, I like to say, green sunglasses, you know, and it's your toothpaste, it's your sunscreen, it's your food, it's your, you know, it's, it's your wallpaper, it's what carpet you're putting in, it's everything. And so it can feel really daunting. But if we can, you know, make it easier for folks, then hopefully we drive demand up for green products and services. And that way, all companies are going to produce green products and services and not even think about selling something that's toxic or concerning for people's health. Well, and you're taking something that right now is sort of a nebulous marketing idea that, 
you know, people with the power of the purse, the consumers want green, and you're, you're putting numbers to it, which I think is fabulous. Right now, how many people have taken your quiz so far? And by the end of this year, how many do you hope will have taken the quiz? Yeah, so we've had, um, we're closing in on 100,000 visitors to the site. Um, and um, not everybody takes the quiz because a lot of folks find us on Google when they go search for a green action and they find one of our green actions. Um, but we've had over 10,000 quizzes taken, um, and we expect we'll have about 100,000 quizzes taken by the end of the year. And, um, you know, from there, I who knows where it goes. We obviously are just shocked at the fact we're doubling our size every single month. It's just been, been amazing. And I think that's the power of when people find something that's useful and helpful, they share it. And we make it easy for them to do that by being connected with Facebook and all of those things. But, um, but we know it's also word of mouth. Um, we, you know, we get Google alerts for bloggers. And just yesterday, there was a blogger in Australia that, you know, we found a little post that she'd put on about how she was using this to green her life. And here's where her actions this week that she was blogging around. And so it's not that's just fantastic. here in the US, we, we've gone global that's without even realizing stuff. it. Very exciting stuff. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, folks, more with Susan Hunt-Stevens, CEO of PracticallyGreen.com. Check it out while we take this commercial break. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. The Interstate Sportsman Talk Radio Show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice America Network with hunting and fishing info news, talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your recreation time. Join host Brock Ray and Don Kirk Friday mornings at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 Eastern, for the Interstate Sportsman on the Voice America channel. Go inside the world of PR with PR Insider, hosted by public relations expert Maureen Kettis. Maureen will speak to the world's highest profile PR pros from the fields of marketing, advertising, and sales. And PR Insider will feature renowned members of the media as special guests. Maureen will give you a VIP access pass, including tips and tricks to take your business to the next level. PR Insider with Maureen Kettis, sponsored by Cision, us.cision.com. Listen every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Network. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. Glad that you could join us. If you happening to join us a little bit late and you think, oh, wow, I wish I would have really caught the first part of this show. This is really interesting. Don't worry, because we are syndicated on the Green Living Channel of Voice America's uh, host of channels. If you go to voiceamerica.com and you click on the Green Living Channel, you will find that this show is going to replay again next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon on the East Coast. So tell all your friends to check it out. This is a great segment, a great service that we're talking about. We've got Susan Hunt-Stevens, CEO of practicallygreen.com, and she's talking about her service that will help you assess just how green your lifestyle is and give you some personalized tips on going even further. If you want to become even greener, uh, she can help you do that in a very personalized, uh, individualized action plan. You know, Susan, we're both moms, and um, back in the day when I founded the Go Green Initiative, one of the things that I was so passionate about was that, you know, we have this public education system and we have, you know, all of this energy on the part of so many parents in America to prepare our children for the future. And I just felt like, you know what? That's not enough. We could be going even further. We could be preparing the future for our children. Um, we could be doing things right now today that will set them up for a more healthy, a more successful, more sustainable future if we can serve those natural resources that they're going to need in the future. I'm, I'm wondering, as a mom and as somebody who's so passionate that you've gone beyond just what's going on in your own home, but you've tried to take this uh, beyond the borders of your own family, what is it that you foresee as the biggest challenges our children are going to face, and how does practicallygreen.com directly address those challenges that concern you? Sure. I think there's three things that I think we're dealing with today, and, it's, and I think the future is here in some ways, um, in some of these categories. And, you know, I just think staying optimistic in the face of some daunting information and having a can-do attitude about it is the only choice, because otherwise you're just going to go hide under the covers. Um, <laughs> because, mm-hmm. I, you know, you look at the cancer rates, um, you look at the four A's, allergies, autism, ADHD, and asthma. And you look at what is happening in the President's Cancer Panel report that came out last May, set it in spades. And I remember just being staggered knowing what it would have taken from a review standpoint for that report to come out. And, you know, the subtext of it was our babies are being born polluted. Mm-hmm. And so the challenge we have in front of us is whether it was um, technology not, you know, outpacing our ability to understand the effects of it. Um, and innovation out, uh, outpacing our effects to understand it or lax regulation or whatever has happened, we are in a situation where children's health is being impacted today by what we are feeding them and what is, that we are spraying around our homes and how we are cleaning and how we are doing these things. And these are things that we need to start to change immediately because they are affecting us and they're affecting us today. This isn't a future thing. This is a today thing. And um, the second is that I think we're going to start to see 
the impacts, if we haven't already, and I'm sure there's going to be a climate scientist to come on and say, we're seeing it today. Um, but I think the impact of climate change is here, um, and, it's, and it's affecting us in subtle ways, but I think we're going to start to see health effects um, associated with that as well, um, not just water levels and things that seem sort of esoteric and out there, but whether it's invasive um, bugs and pests or, um, you know, anti, uh, antibiotic-resistant uh, bacteria and things like that that are affecting health, we are just going to see the consequences of what we've been doing and how we've been um, living. And so it's going to be an interesting next 15 to 20 years as, the, as, we, as we grapple with what is it that we need to do to reverse the, the course of this um, on all fronts? How do we preserve water? Because I'm hearing water is going to be a more scarce resource than even petroleum um, from folks who are experts. Something like 38 states are expecting water shortages in the next five years. You know, how do we reduce the chemicals and toxins that are affecting us each and every day in our lives and just get them out? Um, you know, and how do we think about the impact of climate change on short-term health, whether that's because of what's happening with bugs and mosquitoes um, or if it's because of what's happening to the, uh, the food chain or if it's what's happening to, um, you know, just resources that are associated with climate change. So I think it's here. Um, now, as I said, we have one choice. Um, we can just ignore it and blithely go along, or we can do something about it and understand that we, we can't solve it. There is no silver bullet that one person and one thing, and it is going to take policy and it is going to take change and advocacy. But as consumers, we actually can change what's in our cupboards, and we can change what's in our homes, and we can change what's in our schools and in our communities. We can make a difference. And, you know, and that we just have to decide what is the thing that we want to help with. And I felt like my strength was in helping people understand and change. Um, I'm not going to be the best person at policy and community advocacy. I, I like working with people one-on-one, -on -one, but there are going to be people who are great at policy. There are going to be people who are great at advocacy. There are going to be innovators who come up with technologies that solve the problem. And so if all the entrepreneurs and innovators and marketers out there can join this fight, I think we're an amazing country, and we can solve it. And we can solve it quickly if we put our best minds to it. And, um, and I just feel like we need to do that. Well said. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that there is a great deal of hope. I think, you know, th there have been times when I've given speeches in different areas and before different groups. And sometimes uh, I've been approached by people who say, it's already too late. We're past the tipping point. There's nothing we can do to arrest this. And I tell them, I cannot believe that. I have three children. I have skin in the game. I have, you know, my own flesh and blood invested in the future. I refuse to believe that it's too late. And I think there are a lot of parents out there who feel the same way, and they're getting involved however they can. And I think that what you've created with Practically Green gives them a really solid, you know, uh, foundation, something they can really grab onto and say, you know, this is what my commitment is. This is my commitment to my future. You know, I can't help but think that Practically Green is going to help a lot of moms and dads out there create sort of a family legacy of commitment yeah. to environmental health. I mean, our vision is that every family, you know, um, ends up with an action plan of things that they're going to do because you can't buy, you cannot do 400 actions all at once. It's absolutely possible. Right. And, you know, I've been doing this for four years and I think I'm only about a third of the way through. But you can pick the ones that fit best for you. I mean, one of the ones that I just, you know, you can reduce 80% of the toxins that come in your house just by taking your shoes off at the door. You know? Isn't that amazing? Whoa. 
big impact, simple, and it's relatively free. <laughs> easy change. And if people knew that, then you know immediately your cadmium levels and your lead levels and all the things that you track into your house can be gone. You know, yeah. um, and there's and there's so many actions like that on there. And I think for people, it's you know, I'm not saying to lose sight of the bigger picture and the importance of, of global change and policy, but I do believe, um, I think Paul Hawkins said it best, that um, in order to change the world, one starts with their own practices. And, and that right. starting to in- incorporate these things and understand things in your life makes you realize that it isn't impossible for these things to change. There is absolutely no good reason that you know, um, toothpaste is being sold with triclosan in it. It's, there's just no good reason for that. And so why should there be? And so whether it's a consumer backlash and now we don't have it or Walmart steps in like they've done with some of the flame retardants in products mm-hmm. or the government decides to regulate it, we can say, you know, we don't want this stuff anymore. It's not needed. You know what, Susan, you're so empowering and I really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you and good luck to you. Let's stay in touch. And folks, please get on practicallygreen.com. Check it out. Get involved. Um, this is a, a wonderful service. Susan, thanks for joining us on Go Green oh, well, Radio. Thanks folks. so much for having us and letting us share, you, share what we're doing bet. with the world. We'll be back at same time, same place next week with more Go Green Radio. Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week.